0: FM 104 is switched on and I'm joined by Adrian McCarthy, director and producer and Arctic Ultra Martin runner, Kevin Leahy. Hello. 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 Thank you so much for chatting to me. So you guys are behind the 1,000 kilometers of chaos, which is up on Prime at the moment. Adrian, set the scene for me with this one.
1: COVID-19. Oh no. (laughs) It's the reason for all good things they say. I was... um, grounded completely in what I do for a living, which is making um content and documentaries and films during COVID-19. And a mutual friend of mine told me about this guy down the street who was selling coffee from a um from a shack in his laneway of his hostel. Um, but he was also an Arctic ultramarathon runner, which I'd never heard of before. Um, so I went down for coffee and and Jenny introduced us. Um, And we got chatting and it turned out that Kevin lived within my five kilometers and was training for an Arctic ultra marathon in the Yukon at the time. And I kind of just said to Kevin, uh, this is what I do. I have nothing to film at the moment and I can legally film you. Can I film you? And Kevin said, yes, (laughs) kind of. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And then that's what, happened and then and, and we started filming uh, and I grew I started to learn a lot more about what he was doing and we kind of fully committed really then after a few weeks but um, COVID then obviously played havoc on the very short term plan that we had made to make this film and what went from what everyone thought was a short COVID but the documentary itself kind of became a much much bigger project because of COVID. It, a new country was introduced and we ended up Having to go to both the Yukon and Lapland to achieve what Kevin had originally wanted to achieve. Wow. Um, and the, the obviously the timeline of the whole shoot and edit went much longer. So basically, we ended up going to two countries and filming more or less for three full years <laughs> instead wow. of a few months, which is the original plan. But like we we were very, very happy doing it. And it was for me an amazing um, time. And I learned a lot. I experienced a lot, and I enjoyed pretty much every second of it, really. Um, and 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 I think what what happened on screen is is something that I'm very very proud of, and I'm surprised that we managed to pull it off, to be honest.
0: Kevin, when Adrian approached you, how far into your training were you for this?
1: Um,
0: I was
2: probably I was probably. F- Four or five, four or five months away from doing a seven hundred and fifty-kilometer race. I think it was just the start of COVID, so I was probably it was it was June, July, and uh, I was due to do a seven hundred and fifty-kilometer race in the Yukon the following January.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're pretty into it, like you're kind of ready for it because you were taking on two five hundred-kilometer non-stop foot race in the Arctic. That's what this whole documentary is telling the story of. How do you approach something like that?
2: Um loads of I suppose loads loads, loads of training, loads of running. Um I peak peaked like training wise, I peaked out at about twenty-five hours a week kind of thing. Um but I suppose it was a lot of us keeping my keeping myself positive too and keeping a belief that you can that you can kind of do it and keeping any any negative thoughts kind of not, not focusing on them and focusing everything on, on a belief that I kind of convincing myself that I can do it kind of thing.
0: With the cancellations um, and the postponements of certain races, did that ever affect you with your training?
2: Yeah, that was hard like when when that ra- when that big race got cancelled that was that was definitely one of the trickiest moments, possibly even harder than than the injury um being so ready and it being like only two and a half weeks out and I was convinced that the Swedish government was going to let the let let the let the race go ahead that was that was really tough that one. Um and to kind of there was a lull after that thing I suppose the whole the whole world was shut down and we didn't really know whether we were going to get to go again and I kind of stopped training for a while and wasn't really sure what I was doing but you know after a while I just started training again without having anything to train for and I was just really happy training kind of thing which kind of brought it back to me it's like I just I just do this because it's a part of my life and I love training and I love being out in the mountains whether I have a race or not I'll still be almost doing the same thing.
0: And Adrian, being the director and producer, I'm assuming you kind of took on other roles as well as it went along.
2: He never he never massaged my feet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he organised someone to do that, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, well, like, it was a really strange time, I'll be honest, because we all had such tiny bubbles at that mm-hmm. time. Um, and unofficially, Kevin and I were in each other's bubbles for the whole period. And then... I had one other person that I was filming at the time for something else and, and she was in my bubble and then I had my wife and my kids and it was just a, a funny experience. We kind of, I don't know if you think this, Kevin, but we kind of kept each other company more or less throughout because we were finding ourselves in very, very odd places filming and chatting and there was one thing that was really cool about this is that there was never a rush mm. because there wasn't a lot else on normally when I'd film something I'd I'd do a lot of pre-production and I'd get in and I'd get out very quickly but like some days I could wait for two hours in the bog for Kevin you know or, and often I'd miss him because I got there too late you know this kind of stupid stuff so um but in terms of taking on a role I don't think I did anything for Kevin really mm. <laughs> <throughout>, <laughs> other than maybe kept him company or you know um there was very little I could do because if I got involved in the races, for example, Kevin would be disqualified. So if I okay. gave him a bar of chocolate or, and someone found out, then he was out. So I had to step back from getting involved or, you know, anything like that, which is quite nice, actually, because then I knew hand on heart I had nothing to do with what he achieved.
0: <laughs> when it comes to the Arctic, what comes into it that wouldn't normally in other races?
2: Um, I suppose the, like the fact that the fact that if you're if you're not disciplined, there's big consequences. Like people have people have lost their hands and feet in in these Arctic races. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the wrong temperatures, you know, when it gets down to minus thirty thirty five degrees, if you take off your glove for ninety seconds, you could you could have frost frost nip and then frostbite, and then you know if you leave them off for long enough, you you will potentially lose your fingers. So there's big con- consequences for for forgetting stuff, for losing stuff, you know, which, um, and it, again with the, with the pacing, if you're if you're going too fast and you you you're perspiring, you're sweating, then you're running a higher risk of getting hypothermia because your t-shirt's going to be all wet. But then again, if you you have to be going fast enough to produce your body heat, uh, other things are like the food as well. So the food is needs to be well thought out because generally, you know, it, running an ultra marathon in Ireland, you can survive on Snickers bars but like in in the arctic everything freezes so you have to you have to you have dehydrated food so it's a powder food and you have to boil boil up the water from snow to dehydrate the food and stuff like that mm. so you're much more you're much more self sufficient and the you know if you do get in trouble they may not be able to come and get you for a day or two depending on the temperatures
0: what was the hardest part for you
2: the hardest part i think i think the first day day and a half of the first race in the yukon i think I kind of probably pushed quite hard and probably raced for up to about 30, 35 hours without sleeping and really let it all get on top of me. It was was brutal conditions that first day of the Yukon. A lot of people dropped out of the race, but I kind of let it get on top of me that I was pretty beaten up and I had 400 kilometers to go in one race and in another 500 kilometer race. and. That 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 was a tough mental moment kind of thing, and you could probably see that in the documentary to some extent. And my my stove wasn't working, but I, you know, that that was the hardest part. And then once I kind of stopped and slept and reset myself and broke it back down to like, okay, just get to the next checkpoint. Then from there it got easier. I kind of I kind of processed it in my head. As, okay, I just need to break it back down into small bits and and take and take it like that. And from there I got more confident and kind of had more confidence in my in my ability to finish the challenge.
0: For anyone who hasn't seen the documentary yet, they need to watch it because I saw it over Christmas and it's just amazing to watch. What would you like them to take away from it?
2: Um, I suppose just uh, I suppose um, to be inspired to 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 get out to get up and do stuff. Whether it's you know maybe not everyone's going to do a thousand kilometer Arctic ultra, but to go and go and use your body and and push yourself because we all have way more in our bodies than what we think, you know. So I think. Like like what I really learned was about it is your your limits are in your mind. So if your mind is willing to push, your your body will almost certainly do it. Um, so I think it was just more to get people get outside. And uh, I was a big saying throughout the throughout the. Um, documentary I saw say to Adrian I think it really annoyed him was uh, a life without adventure is a life unli- a life unlived so I think it's just to convince everyone just get out there have adventures no matter how big how small like you never regret having an adventure like that and sometimes a misadventure is is much better than
1: than an adventure itself you know it leads to a good story
0: it's so true Adrian he didn't encourage you to try it did he
1: uh, not not that no I'm not I'm not a, 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 I am a million miles away from completing anything like that but I'm not a million miles away from trying mm-hmm. I, like <laughs> I have that. my own uh, very limited talents in the sport
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be any good at it either but Kevin you're up to more challenges now aren't you
2: yeah yeah so um, on the 6th of February I, I'm, I'm back to Sweden there's a, a race called the Arctic Spine so myself and um, nine other Nine other people are taking on a 470 kilometre challenge on the Kungsleden Trail in Sweden. Um, so this one promises to be fairly tricky. Again, it's the first year of this event and I'm actually going to ski it, uh, which nice. I, which will be a challenge in itself because I'm not really much of a skier. Um,
1: yeah, that's
2: <laughs> so, always good. So Give the- it an added,
0: you know, added extra. You
2: know, added extra, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So look, it's a challenge, I suppose. When I was doing the thousand kilometers, I'd never uh, that was that was all uh, there was. Loads of unknowns, and yeah. and I do like I do like the fact that I've had to learn a lot about about skiing and stuff over the last few months. And it again, it's it's a race that that's a kind of on paper looks a bit crazy, and to be going in without without a lot of experience skiing is um is a big challenge. And I'm interested in that and to see how I go. You know, does I don't think I can really fail. Um, I just go out there and have fun and push myself and see where it goes.
0: Absolutely. So a thousand kilometers of chaos is on Prime Video at the moment. In McCarthy and Kevin Leahy, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you, very thank
2: you, much, Louise. Louise. Take care.